0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast with your hosts Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Weird Wacky Wonderful Stories podcast.
1: I'm the one that's supposed to say hey everybody. That's my line. Okay. Do I need to be here?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought.
0: Welcome to episode 104, people.
1: Not one hundred and four people. Welcome
0: <laughs> to the episode. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the episode. One hundred and four people. Yeah, that would. I think I would stop if we only had one hundred and four people listening. <laughs> well, then no, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, anyway, we're going um, we're gonna give you a few little funny weird things that have been happening uh, over the last month or so, or certainly reported over the last month or so. And also we're going to be joined later on by Ruth Roper Wild. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, she actually has done a video one for uh, for this episode, which is absolutely fantastic. Thought we'd give that a try. Um, and also we've got Richard Lenny on later on as well for his report at the end. He uh, is doing audio only, but that's because of circumstances that he's got with, with equipment, etc. So he's going to be on later on with his audio only version as well. Um, but... Yes, getting started, uh, how are you doing? Have you got stuff that you want to talk about today? Have you you stifled all yawns ready for the show? I'm sure there'll be a couple. Actually, now I've mentioned it, because it's like one of those things that's really addictive, isn't it? So now you're actually thinking about it. Yeah, so it's not my
1: fault, it's your fault. Okay. So, the first thing I want to talk about, and this isn't maybe news, but I found it interesting, was that... The mm-hmm. On the gov.uk website, there's a whole thing about UFOs.
0: They can't see it. Tilt it a bit. No, the uh, other way. Tilt it back. Check, uh, check it. Here. Check it. Check you it, have check it. it. Check it. I could put it up on the screen for you, but there we go. UFO reports in the UK. And there's actually reports on there from 2009. I um, actually know from... They stopped. 1997 up to 2009.
1: It's like, what happened in 2009 that they decided maybe we shouldn't update this anymore? I mean, but I just found that really interesting. I don't even know what I was looking for when I found it.
0: Well, interestingly, this was actually published by the Ministry of Defence in 2007. So how could they publish this in 2007 and actually put reports on from 2009? Interesting. Interesting.
1: I don't know. I'm just saying. I thought it Maybe was... Maybe they started it in I 2007 did not and I know. added to it. Let's just click on one once to see what it is. What do we want to open it with?
0: I'm sure uh, Adobe, uh, something like that. I don't have it. Oh. PDF, there we go. Oh, such a tech noob she is.
1: Look, it tells you the date, the time, the town or the village, the area, occupation, where relevant, apparently... The <laughs> A lot of people don't work. Maybe
0: <laughs> why? Wow, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> um, there's a lot of reports there. That's the then, one in two thousand
1: nine. Is it? Yeah. And then description. So I'll read the first one. January ninth. Oh, hell. Apropos. Um. Time. Not why is
0: that apropos? <laughs> January the ninth. We're in July.
1: Oh well. There okay, we go. January Starts the ninth. Anyway, it's not ninth today. Anyhow. No, I know. By the way... Um, time not given. Town or village: Warwick. Is that Warwick. Nice? Warwick. Warwick. Excuse me.
0: That's not a million miles from here.
1: And then, so that would be in Warwickshire, Shere, Shire, Shire, whatever. Warwickshire. Yeah. yeah. And then occupation, where relevant, it, it says, always
0: sounds like something from The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings when you say Warwickshire.
1: Anyway, whatever. Where The Hobbit. So, out. can I read this? Sorry, Thank you. Um It says, uh, occupation where relevant, so this was an air traffic control employee.
0: Okay, so someone who's credible then.
1: And the description says, an orange glowing object with a red light on the right-hand side. So that's just the first one on the list.
0: That's pretty cool. I'm sure the likes of Richard Lenny and those, those that are really in uh, UFO reporting and that probably already know about that. But, but they
1: are. That's pretty quite cool, quite though. I'm going to have a look through that later on. Of. Like I said, I I'm don't sorry, even. I'm
0: glancing through. There's, there's absolutely loads of them on here. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just one page, but there's absolutely loads of them on there.
1: I just want to know why they stopped in there's 2009. There's 39
0: pages of this in 2009, and that's just listing all of the. I tell you what, I'm sorry. You can't say that there is not a need for this to be investigated further when you've got that many reports if there were that many reports of you know um you know people trying to cross the border or whatever, then they were put in border force, which yeah. obviously they have mm-hmm. yeah it just 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 doesn't compute to me that there's that many reports thirty nine pages in two thousand and nine twenty six in two thousand and eight a lot of them have only got two or three pages or whatever but four pages five pages nine pages but these are literally a line or two per per event you know so you're probably talking that there's 30 plus per page in some cases so yeah interesting mm. have yeah, a look through that later so. on so that's on uk. Just do a yeah. search of gov.uk. Gov. UK in fact, I tell you what, keep hold of that. We'll pop the link for this in our show notes, okay? Yeah. So have a look on the show notes, or if you watch on YouTube, underneath in the description, and you can have a look, and we'll we'll stick that there for you. Quite interesting. Yeah. It makes me laugh, though, because people say, I'm not going to believe the government. The government are telling you there's nothing going on. I'm not going to believe the government. And then you give them a government website to go to to look at reports. And they go, mm. oh, it must be real because the government told us.
1: Yeah, but the thing that, like <laughs> I said, that makes me curious is why they stop.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, What happened? Did they actually find something and go, mm, we need to turn this page off now because...
0: Yeah, well, they didn't turn the page off, did they? Because you found it. But well, they've stopped yeah, adding but to it. But they're not
1: adding any more to mm. it.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Okay, ran out of funding, needed it for health and safety.
0: Yeah, buy some more high-vis. Yeah. Um, So I got an interesting one. Um, Talking about UFOs, actually, before we get on to the other stuff. There's a video that Richard Lenny shared on his Facebook that you need to go and look at. It's a video that was shot by these guys in America. What they did, or what this guy does, is he has a YouTube channel that is all to do with taking pictures of the stars and all that sort of stuff. And what he does is these big time-lapse videos where he'll take a, a picture of the night sky and then it will he'll take you know, pictures over a course of hours or whatever and then stitch them all together and create this lovely time-lapse video so that's what he does so he was out this one night setting all the stuff up and he noticed a ufo so he videoed it and it is i would say probably the most compelling video footage that i've seen um because uh it was just taken purely by mistake um, mm. you know within this within this um, within these pictures, so what you 're actually seeing is the pictures that are stitched together, and you 're seeing the the uFO just suddenly appear and and what have you and the video actually shows him disclosing this to his family, showing his family exactly what it was that he 'd captured um, and and their you know their reaction to it um, i hope you didn
1: 't just steal all the thunder from um uh, Richard. Richard, yeah, Richard.
0: No, no, I'm I, I'm just saying look at his video. Look at his oh, okay. YouTube, uh, his Facebook page. This isn't
1: about his report then? No, no.
0: Oh, okay. No, I mean he might talk about his report because I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. But um, but it, right. I'm sure that he'll be able to give some more information on it. And I didn't even tell you where in America it happened, so he'll be able to tell you all that mm. if he does. But his Facebook page, have a look at that. So, um Okay. Interesting stuff. You know we were talking about solar flares.
1: Yeah, just the other other day they had like the biggest one they've seen in like
0: Yeah, I oh, can't remember what time. day that was happening on and I should have really checked before we did this today. But the in the UK we've got this. Do you have it in America where people race pigeons and stuff?
1: Yeah, not like here, I don't think.
0: Yeah, here they call them pigeon fanciers, people who who look of after these pigeons. They They're pigeon fanciers.
1: Because I mean, you do have to like them to yeah, keep them and I guess. feed them, and
0: yeah, and we're talking like hundreds or tonight. thousands of birds at a time. You what?
1: I said. I said you got to love them to keep them and feed them and stuff. And I said, well, I don't know. I I I, I got to feed you, so
0: you don't feed me. I wish
1: don't say it don't say never because all right all
0: right not never i didn't say never anyway
1: i'm just warning you
0: yeah but i didn't say never i'm
1: just warning you
0: oh look at that see now people can actually see it now you you're actually holding your fist oh wait to me. wait 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 yeah we're actually you on t- video now no
1: look you can tell everybody about how you planned your own murder yesterday
0: i didn't plan my murder yes you did no i didn't how you could i possibly have planned my murder all right, go on then. No, I can't even remember. I can't even remember the full conversation. So, you brought it up. You're gonna have to mention it
1: because you said I had to wait two weeks because your bosses were away, and I was just saying like I, nobody would notice. I could. I'm sure I could stave off your two bosses long enough. For them to believe that you were sick and not dead and then you said oh well they're away so maybe if you should wait until they're they're away for a week then they come back and then they're away for another two weeks so if you wait till then don't you remember any of this yeah yeah i remember it now oh, okay well, yeah yeah and of course then I asked how. How's that if-
0: planning my own murder? I just happened to say my bosses are away.
1: And and you know And that it would if, be a
0: gold opportunity uh, go- if you were gonna do it. But hello do you
1: want me to do it? <laughs> but what you
0: didn't factor into the equation is it's not only my bosses that care about me or that would miss me, my family would, would notice. I, I'm on family chat every single day. If I don't show up for a day, I'm getting a phone call from my mum or whatever, saying, You alright?
1: Well, all I'll have to Uh do is start taking... And let me
0: tell you something. As (laughs) tough as you are, my mother will take you out. All (laughs) I
1: have to do is start recording little bits of conversation, and I can just splice them together because we have the technology, and splice them all together and then just play them. And they'll think you're gone. They'll probably buy me another week.
0: <laughs> you better, you better start running. Is all <laughs> I can say. <laughs> okay, all right. I so. wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't kill you. I wouldn't want to have to clean up the mess and everything. So
0: thank you. Well, let me just say, let me just say, if I did get murdered and it was by someone else, you ain't getting anything of the insurance money now <laughs> because the, there is too much of a. There's too much uh, a sort of. Uh, evidence that has been put out here now that the insurance companies...
1: I who, I don't who want you to die. Oh, are you saying well, that now?
0: No, 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 no you're don't. saying that now. I'm just saying that the insurance <laughs> companies would go, mm-hmm, hang on a minute. That any excuse for an insurance company not to pay out, they're not going to pay out. And no. you, you've you just...
1: I don't want you to die because you do laundry and... Cooking. Some cooking. <gasps> some cooking. Sometimes you even do some cleaning. So, no, I'm... Well, of course... The house would be cleaner anyway, because I wouldn't be having to move all your shit everywhere.
0: The other day, you were really (laughs) worried about a meeting that you were going to be having in work, Uh and your review, Yeah. and I said it would be okay, and if it's not, I'll clean the bathroom for months.
1: That just means you know I'm smart.
0: And was it okay? (laughs) Yes, it was. And did I clean the bathroom the other day anyway? Well, you only did that because you you invited your parents Mm -hmm. over. Doesn't matter, I still did it. (laughs) Anyway, people don't want to be listening to us.
1: They probably do. Not like this. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do to you. Go on. Did you know that McDonald's. This is all,
0: hang on a minute. No, I haven't finished my pigeon I, story I, yet. Well, well, then finish your story. I, well, sh- go on. Sh- yeah. So. Did you know.
1: <laughs> you can't freaking pause. Pause the mic. I, stuff like I you could can turn to your to fucking TV. mic off, though. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yeah, what I was going to say is pigeons in this country, people are called pigeon fanciers, they race their pigeons. Okay, so there we go. On Saturday just gone, well, not Saturday just gone, Saturday the 19th of June, so a couple of Saturdays ago, um, there was lots of races, as there is every weekend, but obviously they plan it to do with weather and everything, and Saturday was a perfect storm, excuse the um, the pun there, uh, for, uh, for these races to occur. So they happened all over Britain. There was two hundred and fifty thousand birds roughly that were released on sun, on that Saturday, and of those um only about ten percent of the birds that were released within fifty odd races that happened around Britain uh actually returned home uh which is which is bizarre usually you might lose one or two uh because of you know predators other other you know hawks and and uh that kind of thing so but the, they all just, well, a, a great proportion, 90% of them went missing. And in a lot of cases, haven't been seen since. There have been the odd one or two that have been seen uh, because of the identifying rings that they carry. Uh, one that was found. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I said identifying rings earlier when I told you about this and you didn't laugh. Why did you say it until now?
1: I wasn't paying attention before. Oh
0: <laughs> 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 you mean like them, a stick of rock where you've, you've got we, your name right going around it? <laughs> <coughs>
1: mm. We call those bands back. Home. Okay,
0: okay. So the identifying bands <laughs> that they wear on their legs. Um some were found uh, one was found in Holland. And one was found in Mallorca.
1: but I mean, so they're just going on holiday. They've been cooped up, so cooped up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they've been in isolation.
0: Did you? Did you mean to do that? Cooped up?
1: No, no. They're pretty good,
0: though. It is, they yeah, yeah. But
1: but no. So so now they're out. They're, they've all gone on vacation. They've done one of those group package holidays.
0: Maybe they formed a coup.
1: Ah, you're funny.
0: No, um, so. Yeah, but pigeons, like, they, they've got, like, awesome GPS. You know, they use the Earth's magnetic field to to see, like, highways that we don't see. You know, that's the, they, they actually believe that's how they do it.
1: I had a pigeon. I rescued. Of
0: course you did. And um, the good thing about, or the surprising thing about this is that for them to turn up in Mallorca, you know, it's a little bit of a trek, you know. I mean, yeah. how it didn't go... Should have taken me ninety minutes this and I'm still <laughs> travelling, you know, what's going on? You know, there was a guy in, in uh Wales in Swansea, his name's Dean, who was quoted as saying that he let go on a ninety two mile journey, they dropped them off at Swindon and they were supposed to be obviously flying back to Swansea. Um, and he let go fourteen hundred birds and only two to three hundred came back.
1: Can you imagine being in a car with that many?
0: It's, yeah, I yeah. Well, presumably they'd have a van or a truck or something, wouldn't they? But yeah,
1: but yeah. So I, I did. I rescued. They're not
0: fucking loose, are they? <laughs> In the car, I, I
1: rescued a pigeon. Yeah, because it was a baby, and and then like it needed to fly away and be free, right? And so
0: every time you let it go, it came back.
1: I, I let the freaking thing go, <laughs> and it
0: go so many times. <laughs>
1: I I took it to a park <laughs> to let it go. And he didn't—he didn't want to fuck all to do with me the whole time he was being nursed and rescued, right? It Wasn't until it was time to leave. So I let him—I put him on the—put him on the ground because he wouldn't come out. And I start walking to the car, and I turn around, and there he is, right with me.
0: <laughs> well, he's probably going—you rescued a fucking homing pigeon. <laughs> what do you <Yeah>. expect?
1: <laughs> it was a long time, ago. but anyway, the, the, eventually I got him to fly away. But I had to be mean and kind of scare him to fly off, and he and he flew off. And who knows, he might have come, he might have come back and just stayed around the house. But I, I had to try like three or four times to get this stupid pigeon oh, to go. And
0: he was probably really worried that you weren't opening the door oh, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, a shame! It's like the person who tries to throw away a boomerang, isn't it? <laughs> you know. Um,
1: well, he wasn't tame or anything. I mean, I was simply trying to make him get better.
0: Well, he was fucking tame after you fed him. Well, not I didn't everything. hold
1: him or anything. He Why were you
0: feeding him? Put the food Put the food in the cage. Oh, so you had him in a cage?
1: Yeah, because I was trying to make him get better.
0: Right, okay. And he, just
1: thought he didn't want anything to do with me then. Yeah. It wasn't until it was time to leave.
0: But you were the person then <clears throat> providing for it, so... Mm. You know, it's probably like, uh, hang on, I got a free lunch with her.
1: I named it Pidge. Of course. I'm not very inventive with names.
0: So what did you feed it? Like get it at McDonald's or something, was it?
1: No, I got like this... KFC. I got like this food for it. I don't remember these like weird pellet Worms? things. Worms?
0: No. You didn't turn it into a vegetarian...
1: No, I couldn't have fed it worms because then anything? if I if had turned to, if I would have started giving him worms, can you know, have fucking worms I would have ended up with in my house? Because if he didn't eat it the first time around, I'd feel guilty. That happened with mice. I got to say, right? I had a snake, y'all, and I had to start giving it mice. And so you put the snake in there with the, the mouse near the snake. And if the snake didn't need him within a certain amount of time, you're supposed to take him out. So I did. And then I couldn't take the same mouse later and try to give it back to the to the snake because I felt guilty cuz I thought well, you know, I've, it's like I've put you on the on the That's yeah, and and you didn't get eaten, so I had to keep it. And then I had a couple of mice and then and then I had a freaking community of mice, had all these freaking cages lined up with of all the mice, mice that survived. Him.
0: So so what did you do with them after?
1: I took them to a pet store eventually and said, please can you have these? But I gave the snake away too because it just wasn't going to work out.
0: Oh, I, I bet they fed the mice to all of their snakes.
1: Probably, but it wasn't me. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, I, actually, you, you bring up an interesting thing because I've got a story about a snake. While we're talking about pigeons... Um, we will stay with the animal kingdom, and I've got to tell you this. So a 65-year-old man in Austria was recently bitten on the genitals by a reticulating python that came up the toilet and munched on his balls. <laughs> yeah. See? Was, I, I mean, I proper had to go to hospital and that everything.
1: That card I bought you for your birthday... That snake said, "Ooh, look, those are eggs, <laughs> just above the waterline. I'll have those. Thank you very much. Just above the waterline,
0: you cheeky bugger! <laughs> no, I mean, what was? I mean, yeah, these. I mean, they do dangle. The older you get, you know, they dangle further. You know, I'm
1: happy for you.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know. Oh,
1: we need to invent the ball bra." <laughs>
0: Ball bra. Yeah, that's called underwear, you twat.
1: <laughs> Mine's better. Ball bra. Ball bra. <laughs> Just call it the nut sack.
0: <laughs> it's funny, actually, because Bryce and I have been playing Grand Theft Auto on the computer.
1: Oh, please don't say anything about balls.
0: <laughs> no. And my uh, my my organisation that Bryce joins when I want to do stuff is called Ball Bags. <laughs> and his is called the Nutsacks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, what it, what the fascination is with, with balls.
1: I don't know, and I it doesn't go away apparently when you get older because you're the one that started this whole mess. I
0: know, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so, yeah, this guy yeah literally sat on the loop, Python, yomp, yeah. <laughs> um you know and you can you imagine the shock though no, I mean to be fair can you imagine the shock Well that's gonna uh, the I mean shock, that's going to hurt anyway where it's happening the,
1: the shock that I would feel if I looked down and had balls would be enough but yeah okay I I imagine Yeah
0: okay well let's say it's probably you on your like lips, he, yeah. right how would you feel? <laughs> I mean, it's going to hurt, isn't it? You know, and it's going to shock the shit out of you. Oh I mean, boy. you're in the right place, but apparently they rescued the the they rescued the fucking snake. Can you get over <laughs> it? You know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not the snake that needed rescuing in that situation, is it? But they rescued the snake, and it actually says in in the article that they cleaned it off and gave it back to its owner, right? Oh, ew. You know, so um, <laughs> maybe maybe that's what happened. Maybe the 65 year old bloke started doing his business on top of the snake because, according to the article, those snakes aren't particularly aggressive unless they're threatened. Yeah. So
1: Well did it I'd have felt
0: threatened. Did it feel threatened or did it did it think like you said, a couple of eggs in a nice basket, you know? It's <laughs> like the stork, isn't it? You know that stork where he carries <laughs> <laughs> he carries, he carries the the eggs in the in the like it's always in like a little thing, like on the cartoons isn't it. It's always like a yeah. little like a little blanket or something. Oh you're saying that stork. looks like a ball bag, doesn't it? When you think about it. It does couple of eggs in one of those things a stork's carrying. Maybe that's... No. Okay. Stork.
1: Stork. I thought you said stalk.
0: Stork. Stalk. That's how you say it. It's a stork. Stork. How do you say...
1: How do you, how do you say or? Or. Or.
0: No, or. <laughs> I don't go or. There's only one R. <laughs> so... <laughs> You, when you you spell in or is O R W R. And
1: I go or.
0: Or. That's what I'm saying. That's O R W R. It's or Or. Oh. Anyway, fucking hell, I can't even get through this. Um the snake ended up it was um belonged to a neighbour, um, who's twenty four years old and who has eleven snakes in total. Um the police have actually charged It's not my fault. It's your phone. You're the the one
1: who decided we weren't going to edit.
0: The police actually charged his neighbor with negligently causing bodily harm.
1: Baldly harm.
0: Baldly harm. harm. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder whether... Yeah. Can you imagine if the police report was written slightly incorrectly and there was no mention of the snake? Because you can't prosecute the snake... Obviously, they prosecuted the guy with that bodily harm. And then if they put nature of injury underneath and it would have been a bite to the genitals, it's going to look on his police report or on his thing in the future that he was done for causing bodily harm by, by the guy on the uh. <laughs> How would you explain that at your job interview? <laughs> It wasn't me, it was my snake. But well, they couldn't prosecute the snake <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Oh, this is gonna be a silly episode. Gonna be? Okay. Um again on the um not a funny one necessarily this but it's freaking scary. Um you know my feelings on cats. Um this this tiger was found walking down the streets of Houston. Texas Not the place you would expect to see A tiger walking down the street If you're walking down the Amazon All the time But if you're walking down the floor Or the Serengeti You know It's going to happen Houston, Texas Not every day (laughs) Right So They they, Apparently An off-duty Police guy Or sheriff Or whatever Almost shot it I want to know What made him Almost shoot it What uh, what, Did did the tiger go Fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean why how do you almost shoot a tiger it's it's still a tiger you know I, I i I don't know how he almost shot him but but thankfully the tiger's okay um well thankfully the tiger's okay and in a cage i mean i've got to you know say that um the tiger um is uh nine months old india it was uh this act actually happened back in may so if, if you live in houston you've probably already heard about this but uh so it's, it's gonna be old news for you but um it was um you know obviously not fully grown nine months old but even at nine months old i mean this thing's big it weighed 175 pounds at nine months old and the people that were actually, you know, sort of like and it was tame, by the way. It was tame. I mean maybe that's what maybe that's why it didn't get shot by the deputy. Maybe the deputy sort of he pointed wore, his and gun it went,
1: sit and it said
0: <laughs> or, or the deputy <laughs> pointed his gun at it and and, and the tiger went,
1: No, it's not belly. our
0: dog. You know. Our dog would do that if you pointed a finger at her. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the owners are currently under investigation. and The tiger hasn't been sent to a cage, by the way. It's been sent to a sanctuary, which is nice. Um, the, the tiger sanctuary owners, they're in cages. Why do you, but
1: why do you suppose if an animal... That was a topical joke.
0: Did you not know, get no,
1: it? Why I said supp-
0: tiger sanctuary owners, they're in cages.
1: Ah, oh, yes, okay. There we go. Now that's what I was just getting ready to say. Still no laugh. Because I'm trying to say something here.
0: I tried to get my pigeon stuff out for ages.
1: I mean... Oh, never mind. Y'all done lost it. You made me forget. (laughs) (laughs) So guess what? What? McDonald's is launching a new burger.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about this.
1: It's supposed to be the hottest burger... And it's so hot that they're selling it with a, a little Happy Meal carton of milk. <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah, it's like a... Do you get the like, toy?
0: That'd be awesome if you got the toy as well.
1: No, you probably get um, Oxygen or...
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. d machine.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be
1: good, yeah. yeah. But it's a spicy chicken burger mm and i guess i guess in a way if you think about it it's really good publicity because they're supposed to be trying to keep track of people who are able to eat it and blah blah blah
0: yeah i think we should go on a journey today and get one
1: i'll certainly buy you one i don't want one why because uh, i don't that might be the way to kill you you see I was going to tell you about it when we were talking about it, but you know,
0: you can... I wouldn't kill you. Not we've not... done this already.
1: No, 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 no. I we wouldn't... spent a
0: good couple of minutes on this.
1: Shush! I wouldn't kill you. I would just make you sleep. What forever? <laughs> I wouldn't kill you. Seriously, I wouldn't want to have to clean up the mess. That's the truth. But I don't want you to die anyway, because no. I because I, I love you. Oh, well, thank you. should have said that first, probably. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead
0: with that. <laughs> oh, well. Anyone would think that I'm horrible to you, all of the times that you talk about my murder.
1: I'm probably going to kick the bucket before you,
0: so. I fucking you know. hope so. Nice. Well, no, I'm just saying i got a <laughs> chance at life then. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we got to try that. Bryce would go for it. Let's call Bryce in. Is he dressed? I don't know. Open the door and see if he's dressed before we call him in on camera.
1: Mm. Bryce, Bryce. Our doggy was cuddling with the toilet bowl just then. Come
0: here. Are you? Uh, we're on camera, so are you dressed?
1: Yeah, he's dressed. Come All right, come in, here. in
0: a minute. Come in and join the. Step come in and the join minute. the party.
1: Step on the mat.
0: So, all right, you, I tell you what, you can stay off camera if you want to, okay. but no, just... No, I don't want that's all right. he hasn't done his hair yet. All right. well, let me um,
1: see. He's definitely here. Yeah, there we go, there we
0: go. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. So, Bryce, mm-hmm. um, did you know McDonald's have released a new burger? No. They have. Okay. And the new burger is um, a the spiciest burger they've ever done. Right. It is a chicken, spicy chicken burger. Mm. And it is so spicy that they're selling it with a um, Happy Meal milk. Really? Yeah. And I think we should go and get one. I think we should go and get one.
1: I'm good for a trip to Mac- Mickey D's. we
0: was just talking about how much I wanted a McDonald's, actually.
1: Mm. Where's the nearest McDonald's?
0: Well, anyway, we'll discuss that off off camera because okay, I'm sure so, people don't want to hear about that. Thank you, Bryce.
1: Well, <coughs> yes, no, but, thank but, you, Dog. But here's another thing, right? Some dude in Iowa ordered a meal. Was this this might have been from McDonald's too? Yeah, it, it had was. to be because it was McNuggets. So he he ordered it and he didn't check the bag because. Most people don't, but we do now, don't we? But anyway, he didn't check the bag. So he goes home and he gets ready to eat his nuggets. He's all ready to tuck in and his sauce isn't there.
0: And that's what you do with a so, m- nugget. You dip it, right? Yeah.
1: And so he got that pissed off about it that he decided to you call would? the McDonald's and d- say that there was a bomb. He said the bomb threat was so that <laughs> um, I guess so that nobody else could eat any nuggets either. But wow. But, but then
0: you he still got in wouldn't trouble. get. But you still yeah. wouldn't get your sauce. I mean, what's the point?
1: When it, and the worst part is, he when the cops go got to him, he admitted that he did it. What? There what? are
0: some crazy. There are some crazy ass people around. Do you know? I read a story when
1: now I'll never have a nugget.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I, uh, they may sell them as prison food. I don't know, but nice. um, not necessarily muck nuggets. They're going to be sort of like I don't know, bubba's nuggets or something. Bubba's <laughs> But, um, yeah, they uh, there was a guy recently who I read when I was looking at all of these news things. He actually got uh, done for driving a car um, illegally, like without insurance or whatever. They pulled him over, stopped him um and they they took him to to jail they found out he had an outstanding warrant so they took him to jail um and they said well you can pay a fine if you want to so he said yeah, yeah uh, no sorry you can pay bail if you want to and they set his bail at $200 i mean he must have been a massive felon to have a you know a $200 bail but he paid it fair enough but he paid it with two counterfeit $100 bills oh what which which <laughs> the person taking the bail thing obviously realized straight away um, and um, they sent him down for that as well. Couldn't bail himself out then, could he? Mm-mm. So I've only
1: got one more thing. Okay. So you know the the uh, beach n- near Nuki in Cornwall. In Newquay. Yeah. Yeah. Some guy. There's
0: loads of beaches in Cornwall. Which one is it?
1: I don't know.
0: Fistral. Fist drill sounds
1: beach. too much like fist drill, and that's just wrong. It sounds like fist jewel, because anyway, that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, he he dug a hole in the sand. I just got that. <laughs> uh, see, Penny dropped.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: Um, anyway, it, he dug a hole in the sand so deep that it all fell in on him, and he had to get rescued. By his friends and the police because he got buried alive.
0: Jeez. And why would you dig a hole that deep?
1: Maybe he was looking for gold. Although we do know that sand is not the best place to find gold.
0: Well, and also, I mean, people do dig stuff. I, I used to dig holes in the beach, but I never. my parents would never let me dig a hole higher than me. You know what I mean? You, you, uh, well, it's you, a pretty you, goddamn deep hole. Well, I wasn't always this big. <laughs> Flipping it. <laughs> Can you imagine my mother in labour? He's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I got a horrible image in my ma- in my in, in my your
1: mouth. mouth? <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my goodness! Right, I tell you what would be really good in my mouth is a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Maybe I will make you one. And because of that, stop ruining my link. Because of that, we have a Buy Me A Coffee link. Now, although I would like a coffee, it's not really to buy me a coffee. It's uh, to enable us to continue doing what we're doing. um, Acting like idiots. Yeah, yeah, for your entertainment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you would like to support this show, we would really appreciate it. There's a link down below. Uh, which you can uh, click on, which will allow you to buy us a coffee, or or at least donate the money that it would normally cost just to buy a coffee. But that money, when it comes into us, is really useful. It helps us keep things going. So, uh, if you do get the opportunity to do that and you're able to, then uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. Um, we
1: begging are- segment over. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's yeah. begging segment done lovely um so we uh will leave you now with the amazing ruth roper wild and the fantastic richard lenny uh and they will give you their reports this month so take it away guys
2: bye bye hi guys so here it is yet another month have gone past time for my monthly segment only this time weird wacky wonderful crew are having a bit of a laugh and have decided they want me to try and do it by video because they know that me and technology are just not very good at going hand in hand. So here I am trying to work out how to do a video blog instead of my usual, you know, cheat author's blog where you write it out, which I'm good at because I'm an author, um, and uh, just have to read it out into a microphone. And this time I have to try and do it and operate a video at the same time. So forgive me if this goes horribly wrong. I blame... Um, Shelley and Bella, not me, ever. So I was wondering what to talk to you about this month, um, and I was thinking I might, you know, do what I normally do and include one or two cyclical ghosts if I can. So I went and had a look in my book, The Almanac of British Ghosts, planning to look up some, uh, you know, interesting cyclical ghosts for July when this uh, hopeful video, if it works, will be out and as is my usual wont, I managed to get sidetracked by looking up to see whether there was any cyclical ghost I could go and see while I'm on my holidays next month and got very excited for a little while, realising that in the village we're actually staying on our holiday, there is a cyclical ghost that's supposed to walk down the high street. Uh, but then because I'm a nerd, I got myself even further sidetracked, thinking about the difference between the Julian calendar and the Gregorian calendar. And whether or not that meant that this ghost was going to be walking actually on my holiday or the week before it or the week after it. So for those of you that haven't heard me talk about this before, I'll just recap very quickly. Uh, We all actually now use the Gregorian calendar, which was originally thought up in the mid 1500s and which uh, the UK adopted in 1752. Prior to that, we'd been using the Julian calendar so-called because it came into being during the reign of Julius Caesar, so hence the name Julian. But unfortunately, back then, when they worked the calendar out, they didn't get the maths quite right, and so they were a few seconds adrift from the actual time it takes uh, for one of our years to to go by. So that means that over the passage of time, that few seconds adrift has accumulated, and by the time we got to the mid-1500s, when the Gregorian calendar was originally thought up during the reign of Pope Gregory, hence the name Gregorian, uh, we were several days adrift, to say the least. So in the 1500s, the whole of Europe jumped forward from the 4th of October to the 15th of October overnight to pick up the discrepancy. uh, And that set the new times. Since then, we've actually gone a little further adrift and the Julian calendar is now, in effect, 13 days behind where the Gregorian calendar would have been. And that always begs the question for me, whether ghosts that are supposed to haunt on a certain day, a certain time of month because of a battle or a death or whatever it might be, whether they're actually taking note of the human construct of a calendar and date and time, or whether because they're a paranormal phenomena, are they actually running in sync with the natural time um, an anniversary of exactly a year later so obviously you get natural anniversaries like the shortest day or the longest day of the year um, and the, the lunar cycles and so on they all have natural anniversaries if you like they come round cyclically so would the phenomena follow that the natural cycle or would they follow the human construct cycle of the actual calendar if they're following the human construct Uh, of the actual calendar then unfortunately my holiday ghost either walks the day after we get back off our holiday or just before we go on our holiday so I'm not gonna be able to see it walking down that village high street anyway but I did think about um, the ghost of the Duke of Monmouth now the Duke of Monmouth was uh, defeated in battle in the Battle of Sedgemoor in 1685 Um, and that took place beginning of July he then fled south, trying to make it south and east across the country to get to the Channel so he could get across to France where he might have been mm, relatively safe. He fled across Canbourne Chase, which back then was a very wild and um, uh, rugged terrain, and made it as far as Haunton Heath in Hampshire before he was captured. Uh, and he was actually captured hiding in a ditch under an ash tree Taken in chains, hauled up to London, and there beheaded. And it wasn't a very pleasant beheading either because it took several chops of the axe before they actually managed to kill him. So he, he didn't have a very good death. So he was captured on the 8th of July and beheaded on the 15th of July. And the legend is that his ghost still haunts that field where he was captured, but on the date of his death rather than of his capture. So on the 15th of July, in that field in Horton Heath, um, you're supposed to be able to see the ghost of the Duke of Monmouth hiding in a ditch and looking very bedraggled and sorry for himself. So it might be worth, if you do live down that way, taking a stroll around there and see if you can see anything. If he's going by the uh, Julian calendar rather than the Gregorian, it'll be on the 2nd of July. So just so you know. Oh no, hang on, the other way around. <laughs> get that mixed up so the date is the 15th of july but if he's following the calendar correctly that'll be 13 days behind where it should have been so it'll be 13 days ahead of that you'll work it out i also just um thought about asking on twitter today what question somebody would ask me if they had a chance to have an interview with me um because one of the things that it's a pet hate of mine that quite often I do uh, you know interviews for newspapers radio shows whatever and uh, it, I very often get asked the same question over and over and over and I wondered whether uh, if I asked on Twitter whether anybody would come up with any different questions and to my absolute delight the very first answer I got was a question I've never ever been asked before in an interview so I thought I'd share it with you here today and answer it So the person who asked me said, well, I would want to ask, do they know who we are? So in other words, we look at ghosts and assign a certain identity to them. So we might say, "Oh, that's the ghost of Anne Boleyn or that's the ghost of Cromwell or my cousin Dave or whoever it might be. But does the ghost looking back at us know who we are? Are they still sentient enough to recognise us? And of course, that's a really ephemeral sort of a question. And by that, I mean, that all depends on what you believe about ghosts, but more importantly, what ghosts will actually turn out to be. If they are a sentient being of some description or a sentient force, in other words, they have some sort of self-awareness, then yes, why not? Why wouldn't they recognise? And certainly some of the stories I get would suggest that that is the case, that the ghosts are interacting intelligently with uh, you know, the people who are witnessing them. And I had somebody write to me just very recently um about an encounter that she had. She'd been at a pub in Northamptonshire with a friend of hers. Um, they'd each arrived in separate cars because they were meeting up and meeting halfway between they lives where they each live, as it were, for the evening. So, of course, at the end of the evening, they got in separate cars and each drove off in separate directions. As she drove away from the pub, she had the strong sensation that there was somebody sitting in the back of her car, which was making her feel really, really uncomfortable, quite understandably, I think. And then she had the sensation of somebody actually kicking the back of her driver's seat. So, you know, like if a small child was sitting in the back of your car and kicking their legs against the, the car seat, you'd feel it felt like that. So she actually turned the interior light on and and tried to see, but there was nobody in the back seat. Um, But she had that horrible feeling of being watched the whole time until she reached a certain point a little way away from the pub when the feeling suddenly disappeared completely as if the person had left the car. Obviously that left her quite shaken, but she got home. Um, So the next day she rang her friend that she'd been having the meeting with in the pub, the meal, and spoke to her friend about, you know, This really weird thing happened last night. It was horrible. And to her absolute astonishment, her friend had experienced exactly the same thing in her car, except going in the opposite direction. So at the same time, a very similar entity seems to have got into both cars and interacted with the people in the car, which does make you wonder, you know, just what are these entities... That purport to be ghosts if you like are they ghosts of you know a spirit of a dead person or are they something else that's allowing itself to be seen like that because that's what we normally expect to see and that's one of the questions that just endlessly fascinates me and makes me want to endlessly research this for the books speaking of research I'm researching at the moment for book number six hence this person was writing to me <laughs> because book number six will be volume two of The Roadmap of British Ghosts. Uh, I'm about halfway through it at the moment, but this is a plea for if you have seen something on our roads anywhere in the UK, roads, lanes, byways, bridle paths, trackways, anything that's not a building essentially, then please, please, please write to me and share your story because that's it's your stories that make the books so readable and that people so enjoy. So if you have got an experience to share, write to me at wa-1400 at outlook.com. And I see I've gone a little bit over my time slot for the month, but that's your own fault, Jelly and Bella, for making me do this by video. So there. (laughs) Anyway, nice to talk to you guys. Hope this worked okay. Um, And I'll hopefully speak to you again next month. See ya.
3: Hi, and welcome to the Weird Wacky Wonderful and this is your host Rich Lenny, speaking to you from somewhere on planet Earth. Tonight I want to talk um, a little bit about Missing 411 and then we'll end it with um, some interesting stories on the uh, unidentified flying object front. Now, to do with Missing 411, you normally think of forests, national parks, which of course is where the majority of people go missing. But now it's unfortunately moved to your house, um, your back garden, and even universities. So basically, you're not safe. You can be anywhere. I think you could be even on a train or in a plane. In fact, people have gone missing in planes. But we'll talk about that another day. Um, And planes have gone missing, of course, as well, with everybody on board. Did you know thousands of planes go missing every year? Well, there you go. Um... So, it started in the United States and it has now moved over the pond to the United Kingdom. What am I talking about? I'm talking about students that are going missing in universities here in the UK. So, they're super bright. A lot of them are religious, but they are super bright, super intelligent. Um, Obviously, you know, if they're in a university, they're going to be pretty bright to begin with anyway to to even get there but i'm not talking about normal schools i'm talking about universities um and what they're doing is they're going out at weekends like all teenagers do they go night clubbing they go to you know pubs they go out drinking with their friends they're seen entering a club or a pub on cctv um but they don't come out again so where do they go they're not inside the club or pub but they're not seen coming back out They've checked the CCTV. There's no one hiding their face, you know, over with a coat. There's no one trying to hide their face with their hands. Everyone, you can see everybody's face when they come back out. But this particular person that's gone missing is not seen leaving the club or pub. But a few days or a few weeks or a few months later, um, sometimes these people turn up around the corner, down the road or a few miles away usually next to a river or a lake deceased with no marks on their bodies at all um, the coroner can't decide on the, the death to begin with he thinks it could be uh, drowning but then he changes his mind and there's no actual conclusion as to what happened to the to the body um, it's checked for uh, units of alcohol and there's still a lot of alcohol still inside the body which is unusual for you know for that length of time um usually alcohol dissipates after a few hours usually six um i don't know whether or not these bodies are checked for uh, ghb but um, usually if they are they're found with um, high quantities which is a very important point which i want to come back to in a minute so remember that um but obviously when they check for these sort of things alcohol and drugs i think they have to check for like 120 um unfortunately ghb is not one of them so if you want the um doctors to check for that in in the deceased you have to pay to have that done so not everybody bothers to get it checked but all the bodies that have been checked for ghb they've all found um units of ghb in their body. So, what's going on with these students? Why are they disappearing? Why aren't they seen leaving the clubs? Occasionally, they are seen leaving the club. Um, there was one here in the UK. He was completely sober. Started out his evening. It was about 9 o'clock at night. He went into a nightclub. No, sorry, I've he went into a pub. It was sort of like a fun pub. So, it was like a nightclub come pub. 30 minutes later, he's seen coming out staggering. So one would assume he's drunk. Within 30 minutes? Yeah, I don't think so. I, You know, it's possible I suppose, but it seems rather too soon for anybody to be that drunk. I mean this guy could hardly stand up. Um, He was seen walking away from the fun pub and then he was never seen again. And I mean he was never seen again. They haven't even found the body. But that makes you wonder What's going on? You know, 30 minutes and this guy is completely drunk, or it seems to be completely drunk on the CCTV. So, you've got a bright young student living in one of the one of the universities here in the UK, um, going out at the weekends, clubbing and pubbing, and they're disappearing. And most of them are never found. If they are found, like I said, they're usually found next to water, like lakes or, or rivers. And they're deceased with no marks on their bodies, no uh, sign of violence at all. Um, They're usually got pieces of clothing missing. So you may have, um, they may have trousers on, but no shirt, no socks and no trainers. Or they may have a shirt on, but no trousers, no socks and no trainers or no shoes. So they're never fully clothed. And sometimes the clothes are found nearby, stacked, but usually they're hidden inside crevices. So the chances are they are there, but we just never get to find them, which is another odd thing. Um, Now, this thing with GHB everybody has GHB in their body a very, very minute amount of GHB. Everyone has it in their body. So we think that something or someone is basically magnifying the GHB in your body and making it a lot larger which of course then makes you drowsy, makes you look like you're drunk and then of course you can be manipulated a lot easier. So um, which would account for how many uh, units of GHB are found in people's bodies when they are checked. So what can we do to stop this? Well what we can do to try and stop this from happening is by buying your son. Or your daughter, who's in a university here in the UK, a locator beacon, a personal locator beacon, a PLB. So what is that? Basically, it's a little box, and it basically tells you where you are all the time. I know cell phones have got something very similar, but a PLB um, used to be, if you had one of these on your person, you would never go missing in a forest or a national park. Unfortunately, now they do unless you've got a weapon on you, like a sidearm of some kind, as well as a PLB. Obviously, in the UK, we can't carry sidearms, and certainly you wouldn't carry one into a nightclub anyway, even if you were allowed to have one. But um, carrying a PLB can help you to a certain extent. So they're more likely not to take you if you do have a PLB on your person. Now, you can buy them. They're small, they're compact. They fit in the palm of your hand, so you can put one in your pocket, take it in with you, and then you know at least the chances are pretty pretty remote that you're going to get taken. So they're about £150. That's the only drawback. Not cheap, but hey, if it's going to save your son or daughter, you know the chances of, of them coming out of that club are a lot higher than someone else who doesn't have one. One more thing. Most of these students, they go missing. In America and now in the UK, they're mostly males. We don't know why, but 97% are male, not female, which I found rather interesting. Why are they taking males? Anyway, who's taking them? What's taking them? We don't know. All we can do at this point in time is try and prevent it from happening. And the only thing I can say to you here in the UK is take a PLB with you. Get your son, your daughter to have one of these. Make sure that when they go out pubbing it and clubbing it, they put it in their pocket. No one's going to know they've got it on their person. So they're not going to say, well, what's that? You know, just just tell them to take it with them everywhere they go. Um, and hopefully they're going to come back home again. You know, they're not going to go missing. Why does it come over to the UK? Again, we don't know. Um, but I can tell you something. In general more people are going missing here in the uk now than ever ever before so it's hit big time here in the united kingdom so we've got to take this thing seriously i mean it's not just happening in america now and australia and other parts of the world it's happening big time in the uk and we need to crack down on it we need to make sure our children are safe and adults i mean they take everyone they don't discriminate black white young old but apparently at the moment Um, They seem to be concentrating on students in universities here in the UK. So if you're listening to this now and you have a son, mainly if you've got a son, especially, but if you've got a son or a daughter, that's in a university, you know, here in in the United Kingdom. Please get them a personal locator beacon and make sure they, they keep it on their person at all times. And then the chances are that your son or daughter will come back to you at the end of the day. Pretty gruesome, not the sort of thing I want to talk about, but it has to be addressed because it is a problem. It is happening. It is happening in the UK, and it's happening right now. So we need to address this. Now I'm a researcher, and I've been down to Devon. I've been to places where people have said they've seen extraterrestrial activity happening. And um, so, why aren't we? You know, why aren't researchers trying to figure out what's going on. This is something I can't understand. David Politis is talking about all these people that go missing in national parks. And if you haven't watched it, by the way, Missing411 on YouTube, watch it. It's very interesting. But why haven't researchers gone in there to find out what's going on? Maybe they have, but I haven't heard of any. This December, I have someone going in. I'm not going to say where it is, but it is in America somewhere. He's going in. He's an ex-Special uh, Forces guy. Um, he does do some bodywork every now and again. So he bodyguards for people, but he's basically retired. He's not, he's not um, special services anymore, but he used to be. So he knows what it's like to go into a hot zone, and which is what he basically is going to... He's going to take this as going into a hot zone. So he's going to take all the equipment with him. He's going to have forward-looking infrared cameras. He's going to have night vision. He's going to have military-grade night vision. He's going to have military-grade drones with fleur cameras on them. Um, he's going to take a weapon with him. He's going to take a personal locator beacon with him. He's going to take a cell phone with him. He's going to take a sat phone with him. He's going to have the right equipment. He's going to tell people where he's going. You know, he's going to do it all correctly. And he's not going in alone, <laughs> which is the most important thing. He's going in with another um, guy. And um, we're going to try and find out what's going on. So this is going to be December stroke January. OK, so hopefully in 2022, um, towards the end of January, beginning of February, I'm going to be able to hopefully give you a bit more information about what's going on. So I can't say any more than that, but I have someone going in at the end of the year to try and find out what the hell is going on. Um, so that's, that's that. And I'll just quickly briefly talk about something else, which is in a way uh, attached to this, because whatever is taking these people, I believe is hidden in the infrared, I really do, I think, and they've gone really low down now, I mean they've gone down below 10 newton meters, so there's no way on this planet that your eyes are going to see them, you're going to need special equipment, and you're going to need really good quality equipment, which costs thousands and thousands of pounds, now I've talked about this in the past, seeing craft through night vision that you can't see with your naked eye. There's a guy who's captured a row of lights above um, a town. I think it's in America. It might not be, but it's not in the UK. And it's a brilliant video. Basically, he was doing what he does, like I do, you know, searching the sky at night with his uh, night vision. I think he's got generation three. And he's got an infrared built into it and basically had the infrared on and he saw these lights and then he thought well, i'm going to turn the infrared off because obviously it saves batteries because with the infrared on i don't know if you know this um your batteries drain a lot quicker because it takes more power from the from the night visions i think you get nine hours without and six six hours with so he turned off the infrared because he thought well it's, it's still going to show up through the night vision and they didn't they disappeared so he turns the infrared back on, and there they are. Turns the infrared off, they're not there. But he knows they are there. He puts his hand up in front of it to prove to you that, you know, it's not through a window, it's not, it's not um, you know, it's not something showing up through glass, you know, he's outside. Um, it's not faked, it's not CGI'd. You know, this is happening in real time. He even gets his cell phone out and tries to show you it through his cell phone. I mean, it's a good video. It's on Secure Team 10. So whether you like Tyler from Secure Team 10 or not, he's back now. I've tried to find this video and I can't find it anywhere on YouTube. So the guy obviously just sent it to Tyler. So in this instance, I'm going to say to you, if you go over to Secure Team 10, I'll leave the link, obviously. Watch the video because afterwards, Tyler's put other videos up as well showing what you can see through infrared and through night vision. So it's an interesting video. Um, I suggest you watch it. And this just shows you This is proof that there's stuff up in the sky that you wouldn't know about. You know, there could be stuff down the end of your garden that you wouldn't know about unless you had the right equipment. Who's going to have like, you know, a £10,000 military grade Fleur gun, you know, in the kitchen? Oh, I'll just take this out with me while I have a cigarette out the back just to make sure there's nothing at the bottom of my garden. You know, no one's going to have that equipment. But if you did have that equipment, you know, the chances are pretty good that you're going to see something. So these things are hidden. And I believe that whatever's taking these people in national parks and you know taking our, our teenagers from universities is also hidden in the infrared spectrum. So I'll put the link down for that and you can watch the video and see what you think. And um, with that, I'm gonna end it. Um it's a 15 minutes today. Sorry it's gone on a little bit longer, but I wanted to address the fact that you know, we have a problem here in the UK at the moment, more so than usual. I mean, people have gone missing for years and years. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, an unusual thing, but it is very unusual for students to go missing and not to turn back up again. And when they do turn back up, they turn up in mysterious circumstances. It's not on. You know, we've got to address this. Why isn't it on the news? That's another thing. Why isn't it not made public? Why isn't it in the papers? Why aren't we listening to this, at the new, you know, on News at Ten? they're just not telling you anything about it. So unfortunately, it's left for people like me to address the subject. And with that, uh, for another month, it's Rich Lenny signing out on the weird, wacky, wonderful. Goodbye.